genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion Presents Doctor Who The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I am Scott Corelli. Nick Jimenez. <laughs> and Cass Fredrickson. <laughs> Today on the show, we are discussing the second half of The Colony in Space, specifically episodes four through six, uh, which also happens to be The Third Doctor's eighth story. Uh, previously on The Colony in Space... Very little happened, and there was a cliffhanger where Joe saw something we weren't allowed to see because the set wasn't built yet. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and and so, that's what you missed on. <laughs> <laughs> and let's let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about episode four. Colony in Space, Part Four, written by Malcolm Hulk, directed by Michael Bryant, produced by Barry Letts, script edited by Terrence Dix, air date 1st of May, 1971. The Doctor leaves the colony to go after Joe just as the adjudicator ship lands nearby. While David puts together evidence for their case, Ash attempts to explain the situation to the adjudicator by the radio, but his response is curt, telling Ash that he will only speak to the parties about the case simultaneously. David agrees to free the IMC workers for the trial, Eventually, the adjudicator arrives at the colony and is revealed to be the master in disguise. Meanwhile, Joe is brought to the leader of the primitives, who is small, white, and horrific-looking. She screams at the sight of him. The doctor sets up an exchange of food for Joe and is led to the leader. Upon being reunited, Joe says the primitives are descendants of a highly advanced civilization, but some sort of catastrophe changed all of that. The Doctor explains their situation to the primitive leader, who senses that the Doctor is a being of superior intelligence and lets them go so long as they never return. Posing as the adjudicator, the Master has heard both sides of the story from representatives of the colony and IMC and weighs the facts. The Doctor and Joe enter and instantly recognize the Master as a fraud. The Master says he needs time to consider his decision and withdraws, followed by the Doctor and Joe. The doctor asks why he is impersonating the adjudicator and threatens to expose him as an imposter, but the master says his documents are forged so perfectly that nobody would ever believe him. The master questions if the doctor has any credentials. When the doctor admits he doesn't, the master says he could send him back to Earth as a prisoner unless he keeps quiet. The master returns and sums up the case in favor of the IMC. While the colonists freak out about the adjudicator's ruling, Joe asks why the Doctor doesn't tell Ash that the Master is not the real adjudicator. The Doctor explains that he wants to figure out why the Master is here first. The IMC workers arrive at the colony to take over, but a firefight ensues between the workers and the colonists, resulting in several deaths. The Doctor attempts to stop the fight, but the Master pulls out a gun and tells the Doctor and Joe that they are about to fall victim to stray bullets from the gunfight. 
Episode four starts off with like obviously kind of the retread of the of the episode three cliffhanger, but we still don't get to see the city. They, it's not like they were like, oh, we should we should fulfill this cliffhanger. No, they just move on to another scene. Um, mm-hmm. Great, uh, which is great. The adjudicator finally arrives, uh, um, and what and what fashion do they arrive in, Scott? A ship that is a little model, a little toy ship. That sort of like <laughs> wobbles its way into the frame and then tips, t- turns over and lands on its back. Like the Slave One. Like the Slave One. I have the note that says, ship like Boba Fett moves like Jagger. So <laughs> <laughs> it was delightful. It was. It was pretty, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, it lands exactly like the Slave One. And uh, inside the adjudicator turns out to be none other than Roger Delgado, aka the master. He's back, boys. I love his stupid cloak yep. thing with the shoulder pads and the stupid collar. It's so good. <laughs> it's incredible, honestly. It's so good. It's great. He uh, a whole extra star gets added to this thing the minute he starts. He's he's just he's just causing mischief. Yeah. Yeah. He like runs into the doctor and he's like, What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> your 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 TARDIS isn't even supposed to work. What are you doing here? <laughs> I thought I was scot free. What's going Did on? Did the time lord send you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like he's just like he's just like, um, no big deal, but this is bullshit. Like <laughs> it just uh it's uh it's pretty great. Um <laughs> I uh I I also I, I I have a lot of questions about his ship because his the ship that he lands in it turns out that it is his TARDIS and his TARDIS has a working chameleon circuit so he made it look like the uh, adjudicator's ship the the ship that they would be expecting to see the problem I have with this is I know that the chameleon circuit works so that when the TARDIS lands, it turns itself into whatever makes the most sense in the area, right? So that it blends in and no one bothers it. Mm-hmm. But we literally see this ship enter the atmosphere, fly to a parking spot, turn in midair and land in a very particular way that I don't know. I don't quite understand how or why the TARDIS recreated all of those details. Um, rather than just being a ship that's already landed. I don't know. Well, I love that that the doctor goes out of his way to say that it's like a newer model than his. Yeah. So like maybe they're just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Joe gets shown around the city. Yeah. The native city. Um, and she meets their king. And immediately screams in, in in their face directly into this guy into this thing's face. Yeah, and horror. Yeah, um, the king, which looks like a paper mache mutant child, that looks kind of like the Watcher mm-hmm. from the Marvel comics, but like tiny. Yeah, um, and great. and made of paper mache. Yeah, it yeah, was, it looks like a mutant baby. Mm-hmm. He was great. He had he almost kind of looked like a '90s X Men character. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing this or we're we're watching this on BritBox and we're going through this and Nick and I are watching this. We get through the third episode and we're just like, and Nick is like, well, at least we're halfway through. And then we go into onto episode four and the picture is this dude. And we're like, okay, okay. Uh, here we that's go. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was just like an immediate like, all right, now we're talking. Here we go. Um, so, so yeah, part four is definitely a step up for me with the introduction of the master. Just it recontextualizes everything because now it's like the doctor and the master feuding over these two like clubs of dummies. Yeah. There's a really good moment where the master, when when he when the when the doctor, because the doctor doesn't like take the master aside to be like, you're the master. Like he just, as soon as he sees, he's like, oh, I, uh, doctor, I'd like you to meet the adjudicator, and he's like, that's not the adjudicator, that's that's my old nemesis, the master. And the master just looks at him, sort of blinks twice, and then is like, so anyway, adjudicating, uh, it works like this, and just it's like just like moves on, just completely doesn't even like clock what the doctor's saying, or he just dismisses it entirely and moves on, and it's like the greatest thing. Um, <laughs> the master is very upset about like, man, I had a whole thing going, and uh, this asshole's here again. <laughs> uh, uh, Cass, this stairwell set that they're that yes. they're in is this a repeat from the uh mind of evil is this the sa- uh, the the prison set with the staircase maybe it feels like the same set to me like it feels like exactly the same set just colored a little differently <laughs> they like shot it from a different angle or something yeah um maybe it's the same like metal stairway that is like kind of the main set of the prison in mind of evil yeah yeah because that was the season, right? Yeah. It's the same season? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's the master. It very may, may well be. Yeah, they just put it in stores like, we're going to just use this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there <laughs> another gunfight in this episode? Oh, boy, is there. Yeah. I think the first one, right? Okay. The, fir- the first major gunfight, because what's his name get shot at by like this, the, the, right, right, the right. yeah, the IM, IMF, what are, what are they called? <laughs> IMC. IMC? The, the Interplanetary the, Mining Company. Yeah, the, the <laughs> IMC. He gets shot at by the IMC, um, but I wouldn't call it a shootout. Well, the IMC won't let me be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there there is a shootout and it's uh it's really funny because it's just a series of close-ups of like one or two people shooting mm-hmm. to make it so that it doesn't just look like like the scene on in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride where the, like the robots are just shooting at each other from <laughs> across the boats. Like it's it's so it's very close quarters this shootout, but they're trying to make it look more epic than it actually is. Like yeah, and like I can appreciate being like if I were like a nine or ten year old boy in 1971 in the UK, I'd be like, "This is so cool! Gunfights, yeah, car chases, proper action, <laughs> yeah, of course." But <laughs> you know, it's not why I watch Doctor Who, right? At the time, though, they didn't know why anyone watched Doctor Who. Sure, I think, sure. You know, they're still trying to figure it out. Maybe it's this. <laughs> yeah, hats off. I'm always hats off to different the show trying different stuff in different eras. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, the master showing up is a big energy boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes the doctor aside. Um, is like, your hey, papers, homie? don't, yeah. Hey, don't, don't rat me out because I can end you. Yeah. Don't rat me out. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, a little later while the shootout's happening, the doctor comes out and he's like, why are these people shooting at each other? And he's like, I don't know, but you and Joe are about to get hit by a stray bullet that's coming out of my gun. Uh, and then that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Every cliffhanger in the story is either a gun or a robot. Yeah. Or, or, or something seen off screen. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the Pertwee era, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about episode five. 
Colony in Space, Part 5. Written by Malcolm Hulk, directed by Michael Bryant, produced by Barry Letts, script edited by Terrence Dix. Air date, 8th of May, 1971. Ash interrupts the Master and implores him as adjudicator to stop the fight. The IMC workers surrender and are taken prisoner. The Doctor tells Ash that the Master is not the real adjudicator, but cannot prove it, so he and Joe need to break into the Master's TARDIS to find evidence. Just to be on the safe side after the Doctor's accusation, Dent orders that the adjudicator's credentials be checked in secret. They receive a message back with a photo of the real adjudicator, proving that the Doctor was right about him. Meanwhile, the Doctor and Joe enter the Master's TARDIS, narrowly avoiding an alarm beam. The Master checks a device that shows the Doctor and Joe snooping around the TARDIS and presses a button that closes the door and releases a gas that causes the Doctor and Joe to both fall unconscious. The Master wants to see the primitive city but is told that the Doctor is the first person to ever go there and actually return. Returning to the TARDIS, the Master uses Joe as a hostage in order to get the Doctor to agree to be his guide to the primitive city. As the Master leads the Doctor away, the Doctor drops the TARDIS key on the ground outside the entrance. The main dome of the colony is infiltrated by IMC guards and another firefight ensues. Eventually, Ash and David are taken prisoner and are told that they will be tried by the IMC for destroying IMC equipment, the murder of IMC personnel, trespassing on a planet allocated to the IMC, and for the armed rebellion against them. They will be sentenced to execution unless they and the other colonists leave the planet immediately. Caldwell tells Dent that the colonist ship is in bad shape and could explode on takeoff, but Dent is unmoved. Caldwell and Morgan try and find the adjudicator at his ship, but the doors are locked. They find the key that the doctor dropped and let themselves in to find Joe trapped inside as they trigger an alarm. The master and the doctor approach the primitive city by car, but are attacked by primitives and their car is destroyed, forcing them to make their way to the city the rest of the way on foot. The Doctor leads the Master to the entrance of the primitive city, but doesn't know how to get in. The Master gets a notification about trespassers on his TARDIS, and goes to press a button that will kill both the trespassers and Joe. So, so immediately, the Master is interrupted. It's amazing. Yeah. There's immediately somebody's like, Adjudicator! Hey, hey adjudicator! He's like, oh, oh what? Oh, hey, and he what, puts what? the gun away. <laughs> And the the doctor just, he always just like kind of rolls his eyes like, God, this idiot. Like he just, he just can't do anything right. He just, he he doesn't raise an alarm or he's like, okay. He's just like, literally, you could have shot me and just been like, yeah, no, he was a traitor. Sorry, I'm the adjudicator. (laughs) Like literally, you could have done that and you didn't. He had no papers and couldn't identify himself. Right. Oh, God. Um, Oh, yeah. There's a lot of conversations about like... (laughs) How neither of them have papers. Well, no, he does. The master, the master went through the effort to like. He didn't even because he has all the proper paperwork that says that he's a, he's an adjudicator. Oh, right. So that if the doctor calls him on his crap, he will be able to identify himself. And the do- and the master's like, if you do that, if you do, if you pull that card, I will then ask where are your papers doctor and then you won't be able to have any and then you'll be shut down and people will think you're crazy. And then the doctor does that. Yeah. And nobody believes him. Yeah. <laughs> Master literally is like, I will gaslight you so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just happens. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? He literally told you every step of the process. Um, so, so they're going to go check out the adjudicator. They're like, all right, 
the doctor says this guy isn't uh isn't 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 real or yeah. whatever or is it no it's the it's the imc people right who are doing it yeah because um, they were like oh we want to make sure that this guy is, is legit. Who you say. yeah 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 so they go to his ship and then they're like i don't know how to get into this thing uh and then they find like just a like the master's tardis key on the ground just like I don't know how it got there. I've done it oh, the doctor dropped it. Oh, the doctor the mas- dropped it. Yeah, because the mass they when did they break into the master's TARDIS? Was that last episode? Oh yeah, because the jo- Joe's like, how are we going to get in? And the doctor's like, I have a key because that's just kind of how we are. Oh right, we haven't gotten to that part yet. The yeah. the part I was talking okay. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay, so they the, have to break into his TARDIS. They first. have to. Yeah, the, using the master TARDIS key that that the doctor uh, borrowed and never returned keeps on a string around his neck or whatever. Right. Very um, romantic. Right next to a picture of the master. <laughs> right um, in a heart necklace. You know how it is. You're not together at the time, but you still have keys to their to their place. Yeah, just in case. You never know. You're still their emergency contact. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the master. There's this really funny scene where they, where they, when the doctor and Joe first break in to the TARDIS, um, the doctor notices that there's like a laser trip wire in the mm-hmm. door, and he's like, "We have to crawl under this door, um, under really the trip flat, wire. About, we have to be really flat on the ground, about a foot. Yeah, yeah, no, no further than about a foot. And so Joe does a really good job. Like she gets on her back." All the way down, like, and like wiggles, wiggles, th- wiggles it's through, great, like children's show level commitment. Yeah, yeah, like she she really brings it. And then uh, John Pertwee is like, I mean, look, I'll get on my shoulder, and they're like, that's more than a foot. And he's like, I don't care. Um, I'm not <laughs> getting on, on Joe, my back. Do it, even flatter, Joe. Yeah, now. come on now. Uh, like I'm pretty sure we see his shoulder cross the yes. the, the place where the laser beam is supposed to be, uh, because he refuses to get completely flat on the ground. Um, so it's really funny, but, uh, uh, my favorite detail about the master's TARDIS filing cabinets. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. The TARDIS data or the, the, the time Lord records that he's yeah. talking about. That's where they all are. Yeah. They're in a, they're just in filing cabinets, like in so just like funny. basic metal office filing cabinets in the TARDIS. I hope that on Monday files. morning on Gallifrey, the Time Lords are like going to work and they just like flick on a light and just a huge chunk of their filing cabinets is missing. <laughs> or or the filing cabinets are there, but they won't open. And then they realize that the filing cabinets are actually a TARDIS. <laughs> no! <laughs> the, the master left. He did it again. God. <laughs> Grace! Grace! <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, then Joe, Joe, uh, so uh, the, uh, the doctor's looking through papers and stuff because he's trying to figure out, like, well, why did why is the master on this planet? And then Joe forgets about the trip laser wire and just like walks right through it yeah Mm -hmm. and like poison gas starts coming out oh well it it trips an alarm on the on the master's beeper right and then he sends the gas out um and the alarm is like rainbow colored which is pretty rad you don't see that very often Mm -hmm. where like the the blinking flashing lights aren't just like red they're like rainbow colored yeah it lit up his whole tardis in a really cool way yeah it did um it's really it really i mean you know 
the, it's like those ads you see on like TikToks or like those things you put on your wall to light up. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say that the master's uh, rainbow alarm are raising red flags, but um, you know, <laughs> between that and the locket on Pertwee's chest, <laughs> I feel like there's something, there might be something going on. Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> What did the kids say? There's no hetero uh, explanation for this. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we get a fun Dr. Master road trip in this episode with them in the little like. Oh, that was great. The with little the wide van. shot of them both in the buggy together. Yeah. Yeah. In the buggy. <laughs> Just riding through, driving through a quarry. Mm-hmm. The natives go like full on like Tuscan Raider in this episode. Yes. Where they're like. They're like up on hills, yeah. like with their staffs, like <laughs> yeah. like holding their staffs up the air, and I'm like, oh, seventy one, yeah, seventy one. Doctor Who did it first. <laughs> they they flip the dune buggy, right? Or it 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 gets off road somehow. Yeah. Oh, there's the big the big the big rock. The big they rock. like push the big rock down the mountain yeah, because right. I really wanted the two of them to high five when mm-hmm. the, after they pushed the, <laughs> the rock down the mountain. There's there's another cool moment where. Uh, the the master is like menacing the doctor with the, the thing. I forgot what the the device was, and um, the doctor's like, "Look up there!" And the master's like, "Don't! I'm not gonna fall for that old trick." And then like, I can't remember how it was. Who who shot the the alien or like what happened? The alien died. Or didn't the master kill. like shoots him because oh, he yeah, like turns around. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, just fun shenanigans. Yeah. Let's see. So meanwhile, outside of of the doctor master stuff, uh, the IMC. They like held like a little trial. For yeah, the, the adjudicator held like a trial. Right. The yeah. Okay. The ma- the master did this or or yeah. And the, this okay. is the one where he decided like ownership of the planet fell to the mining company and right. the colonists. So the, so yeah yeah. So the mine. I I thought the master wasn't involved in that decision. I thought the I the IMC just decided that themselves. Um, no, he's he's involved, and then they're like, oh, he's a fake. So okay. then like. They're gonna take over, and then they like storm the base or whatever. Right, that's and they're right. like, "You're, you're, what? Are, they're your traitors you're, or whatever." Yeah, you're gonna be sent away. Get in your ship and get out of here. Oh yeah, they make the con. And they're like, "It's not gonna work." It's all <laughs> they keep saying, "Like we bought it used." Yeah, it has so many miles on it, so they like know that it's going to blow up as soon as it launches. But they're just like, "We don't care. We're a big corporation." Yeah, because they're like, they're like, "Okay, so we have two options." Either uh, the two of you are going to be seen as traitors and put to death, or the whole lot of you are going to get on your ship and and you know f off back to Legoland. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and they're like, uh, w- but if you do that, everyone will die. And he's like, exactly. It, so anyway, that's the one you're doing. <laughs> but it'll be off planet, so it won't be my responsibility. Right. So this whole episode is them being like, hey, get prepared for launch, get prepared for launch. And they're like, this thing is going to blow up. And they're like, okay. Like at one point, the, the, the dude who's like BFFs with the, with the, with the colonist guy is like, hey, um, you know, I was checking out the, the ship specs and uh, it's not looking good. Looks like it might blow up. And he's like, oh, really? It might blow up. Well, then we should probably make sure that we clear our men when it takes off. Yeah, and I was dude. like, "Whoa, ice Savage. cold, yeah. Savage, oh man!" <laughs> um, and then just walks away, and it's like, "Oh boy, yikes!" It just hit me that a Pex had a really like a brainiac younger brother. His name would be Specs. <laughs> Specs. <laughs> anyway, that's good. I like that. Pex and Specs. 
Um, <laughs> where's that big finish audio? Um, so then, so then this is when the IMC dudes try to break into the master's TARDIS, not yeah. knowing yeah. that it's a TARDIS. Yeah. They get in there. They see that Joe is like trapped inside a tube and they yeah. try to, yeah, they try to let her out. And, but they set off the alarm and the master's like, ah, someone's tried to break into my TARDIS. And then, uh, pushes the button, goes to push the button to set the gas out and kill them all. And the doctor's like, no, that's the cliffhanger, right? That's the cliffhanger <clears throat> of episode five. Yeah. It's not a gun. It's not a gun. It's a button. It's it's a big Whenever red button, not, right? It, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On his pager or whatever. Right. <laughs> Colony in Space, Part 6. Written by Malcolm Hulk. Directed by Michael Bryant. Produced by Barry Letts. Script edited by Terrence Dix. Air date, 15th of May, 1971. The Doctor disarms the Master, but their altercation is broken up by primitives who lead them into the city and leave them in a room. The Master explains that this planet used to be the center of a great civilization that developed a doomsday weapon, so he wants to take control of this weapon and use it to hold the galaxy ransom. As soon as the primitives re-enter the room, the Master deploys a gas canister and he and the Doctor escape. Morgan and Codwell manage to free Joe, who tells them of the Master's plans. But Dent orders Joe to join the other colonists on their faulty ship headed back to Earth. Ash tells Dent that they are ready to go, but tries one last time to convince Dent to no avail. Cadwell helps Joe escape, and they go after the Doctor, only to watch as the colonist ship takes off and explodes. Meanwhile, the Master and the Doctor have arrived at the heart of the Doomsday Weapon, which the Master says has the capacity to blow up a sun. He suggests the Doctor could join his plot and help him rule over the universe with a reign that would end war, suffering, and disease. But the Doctor turns down the offer, believing absolute power to be evil no matter the context. The leader of the primitives emerges from a wall and demands to know why the Doctor has returned. The Master and the Doctor attempt to convince the leader of their side of things, and the leader eventually decides that the Doomsday Weapon should be destroyed, asking the Doctor to activate a self-destruction mechanism before leaving at once, or he will be destroyed with the city. The Doctor finds Joe and Codwell, and they all leave as the city explodes. Soon, all four of them are surrounded by IMC workers. Morgan orders Codwell away from the other three and goes to kill them, but Codwell tells him to stop. The momentary distraction allows a group of colonists to surprise the IMC workers uh, because they are not dead and they did not blow up in their ship. Uh, yet another firefight ensues. The master steals a buggy and flees. Joe and the doctor take another buggy to pursue him, but they're too late, arriving just in time to see the master's TARDIS de dematerialize. Later, the colonists return the doctor's TARDIS, having found it in one of the primitive's dwellings. Codwell is now working with the colonists and tells them that a real adjudicator is on his way. As they talk, the TARDIS dematerializes behind them, where it returns to unit base the exact moment it left. The brigadier sarcastically congratulates the doctor on his short trip, and while Joe tries to explain, the doctor says there's no point because the brigadier would never understand. The master quotes the Time Lords in a, in a really uh, great way where he says... Uh, or he doesn't quote the Time Lord. I'm quoting the Master talking about the Time Lords. He says that uh, the Time Lords are great because they know everything, but they do nothing, mm. which is pretty good. I like that line. Yeah, that all that that whole scene was really good. Where like they're kind of throwing each other's worldviews at each other. Mm -hmm. I I really liked how well it held up as a as like a new who viewer. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Really good. Um, the colony ship takes off immediately explodes. And, uh, one dude is like, and and like, it's like the, the dude who's like best friends with the colonist, uh, the, the IMC guy. And he's horrified. Like, Oh God, what, what have we done? And then there's like another IMC, the guy that just goes, huh? So it did blow up. Oh, and then like, kinda, just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and, the, and then the IMC guy's like, dear God, what have I done? Those all yeah. those people. Um, just like, yeah, yeah. They're all dead. Live with it. Deal with it. Um, the doctor <laughs> and the master go back to the, to the underground alien world. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, See. they team up with the king dude. Yeah. They, they, they appeal to the leader's better nature. Right. And they're like, Hey, here's the situation. And right. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to step on this. He's like, he there's a, like the Please. planet is like a death star or whatever. Like there's a big yeah. weapon. And so the master's the, like, I want the, the weapon, right? Yeah, yeah. At, at the height of this civilization's power and ego, they made this death weapon. And as soon as they made the death weapon, it was like the nadir of their culture. And that was when they started breaking down into like the creatures that they are now. Mm-hmm. Something to do with radiation. But the master's like, this thing worked. It like took out a whole system like a thousand years ago. So I'm like looking for it. Man. They really like Star Wars just like full blown like ripped this episode off, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez. Uh once again, George Lucas stole all of his ideas from another thing. <laughs> <laughs> he saw this episode of uh the, he saw this story, um, this this Doctor Who story, and then went to the theaters and watched that Kurosawa movie. Or is Doctor <laughs> Who ripping off Buck Rogers? Um, oh, I don't know. Did Buck Rogers have a planet or 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 a system destroying weapon? It's weird that like Buck Rogers is kind of lost, or Flash Gordon. You know what I mean? Like those original broadcasts. Can yeah, Flash those? Gordon, I think, is more available than Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. I think in general, um, Buck Rogers you don't see a lot of. I don't even know what the plot of Buck Rogers is. Is he a space cop? I have is that no his deal? idea. Because I know, I know, Flash Gordon is like a time travel fantasy thing. Oh, he's not a quarterback in the old serials, or is he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh, okay. like a time travel. So, like, like he like goes to like you know, I think I think it's like a different time period. Oh, in, okay. That he goes to, um, a different time period and a different place in space. But so he goes a long time ago, right? In a galaxy far, far right. Away. It'd be like it'd be like if Michael Jordan was in the Star Wars as Michael Jordan. Like Space Jam style. Whoa! <laughs> Buck Rogers apparently didn't air until 1979. Wow. wow! But the comics happened before that, I think. The yeah. Comics they were based on. Probably. Um. Huh. Seventy uh, nine. So it was Flash Gordon then. That would be an interesting if, like, Doctor Who met Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon. Oh yeah, that's true. They don't do a lot of Doctor Who meets. Just uh, just Robin. that just that EastEnders episode. <laughs> Robin Hood. Yeah. They should do uh Same. they should do like a Doctor Who Scooby Doo episode. Oh my yeah. god. Scooby this the the mystery the mystery machine gang, Mystery Incorporated, meet Doctor Who. I think Capaldi would have been the best doctor for that though, because his face, like <laughs> yeah. I can picture his face as a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would look like every villain on Scooby Doo. Yeah. They just keep trying to pull his face off because they think it was a mask. <laughs> Uh, Supernatural met Doctor Who, right? Yep. No, Supernatural meant Scooby Doo. 
That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't meet Doctor Who. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Yeah. No, I think I think the whole internet would have imploded if yeah, Supernatural yeah. had ever met Doctor Who. <laughs> what was the thing? Super Who Lock or whatever? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Super Who Lock by Stephen Moffat. Super Who Lock confirmed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like instead of the war, instead of the war doctor stumbling out of that ashy landscape, it's just the Winchesters. Yeah, <laughs> in the name of the doctor. <laughs> what? Huh? And introducing the Winchesters. <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy. <laughs> um. So yeah, so like the the whole the whole civilization sacrifices itself to save the colony. The, the colony, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's re- it's a really unsatisfying ending because like Captain Dent, nothing really happens to him. The mine mm-hmm. the miners just kind of leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor goes home and the ship blowing up was a fake out. Yeah. The, the colonists like, were fine. And the pilot, like, the pilot of the ship, like, actually died because, like, someone had to fly the ship and it had to blow up. But yeah. Right. Yeah. The girl from EastEnders is okay. <laughs> Coronation Street. Coronation Street. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they, they were if t- I learned nothing else while recording yeah. this. Oh, so, listeners, if we can jump all the way back to episode one, uh, when, the, when the TARDIS left, the brigadier's like, Doctor, get back here this minute. And then at the end of this episode at six, they just like pop back in right after he says that. So it sounds it's from the, from Brigadier's perspective. He like listened to him. That's the other <laughs> thing that's really weird about the, the TARDIS in this is that it pops in and out. It doesn't fade the way that it normally does. Mm-hmm. It's like I a, think that's just because they haven't figured out how to do the thing yet. Is that right? The effect. Because it happens quite a few times in Pertwee's era where it's like the sound will happen and then it's just like, poof, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, did they never do it in, uh, in, in, in Troughton and, uh, Hartnell's era? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Hmm. And then, I don't remember uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. That kind of just ends with them like, oh, we can never tell Brigadier what happened. He's a fool. He's an idiot, <laughs> Um, yeah. It's just like, there, a lot of a lot of third Doctor era stories end with the Doctor being extremely condescending toward the Brigadier. Right. <laughs> a lot of stories. Brigadier loves to just like hit hate on the Brigadier. It's so funny. So yeah, you know, some fun moments, mostly from Roger Delgado. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of a kind of a chore to get through, to be honest. Especially like a chore to get. To the good stuff, because I think mm-hmm. I think the last three episodes are solid, um, like solid. I wouldn't say they're great, really or, good fun, but but like I think there's a lot of fun moments. I think I think you know, it. I, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was worth getting to those episodes, but um, they're they were good. Like if the if the whole ep- the whole story had been like those last three episodes, these last three episodes, I think I would feel stronger about the episode as a whole. I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, this is like solid you know nothing crazy great or anything but like solid um but man those first three episodes are woo yawn fest well the title is the colony in space it doesn't even have the it's just colony in space okay yeah um (laughs) sounds about right yeah you can't say they didn't deliver yeah yeah (laughs) um 
so I guess that's it. I don't know. Uh, not my favorite thing. This is not a uh, third Doctor story I would recommend. Yeah, I didn't remember most of it. I know mm-hmm. I've seen it. I, It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, pretty boring. Pretty the Master's boring. cool. Yeah. Yeah, the Master's really cool. Next week, though. What's yes. It called? Pyramids of Mars. Pyramids of Mars. Nice. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can't wait. I'm really excited to watch that one. Um, Pyramids of Mars uh, coming next time. What's that, Nick? I was going to, what was, I remember there was that episode Empress of Mars that 12 had, and you guys were excited because you were like, oh, is it connected to Pyramids of Mars? I remember. No, it was, um, I was really excited because it was Ice Warriors, and then it was like Mark Gatiss uh, being Mark Gatiss. Mm-hmm, so it was yeah. just very mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Good old mediocre Mark Gatiss. Um, so yeah, Pyramids of Mars next time uh check out our t public store if you're interested in some merch some stuff uh com slash merch let me know if you are uh interested in those doctor who credit shirts because i will i will design them it's not an empty threat i will do it um it is a loaded gun threat uh <laughs> i will do it it's doctor? a master threat it's a yeah. master threat um i will do it uh so you know, let me know. Let me know if it's something that you'd be interested in, and, and I will, uh, I will make those shirts. Yeah, the ones that you've made already are, are, all came out really well. Yeah, I'm really happy with how they turned out. So check those out. Duelinggenre.com/slash/merch. Uh, credits shirts. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. And also, you may have noticed that we have a new doctor, uh, doctor's companion logo. I want to thank Jason Hammonds for designing that. Yeah. Um, and we'll be getting that on a shirt momentarily if it's not already on a shirt. Um, we are pre-recording this, so uh, it's possible that it's already on a shirt. And maybe you already bought one. I don't know. But if we did put it on a shirt, it would be at com slash merch. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you next week with Pyramids of Mars. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.